your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So then, 818, last week we saw the uh, Guangzhou District Court overturning a guilty verdict in an appeals trial against three conscientious objectors who accused of violating the military conscription law, while another ruling on the case will be made by the Constitutional Court as early as this year. Uh, the latest decision by the High Court is fueling public debate surrounding whether there should be some sort of alternative service for those who, for conscientious objection reasons, do not want to go into military service. So let's bring in lawyer Oh Jae Chang, who was formerly a member of the Human Rights Committee at the Korean Bar Association. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so can we just start with a little background here? Um, okay. The whole debate goes back well over a decade. And uh, it was back in 2001 when a man publicly declared conscientious objection for the first time, right? Yes. Um, he was a Buddhist and pacifist, not a member of Jehovah's Witness, who yeah. are the mostly conscious objectors before, before then. Okay, so you got Jehovah's Witnesses, and then you had this very public Buddhist example. There are obvious religious grounds to serving in the military. Um, but to officially be a conscientious objector, is there some sort of criteria? It's pretty hard. I mean, the conscious, uh, conscious or uh, conscious objector itself is very, uh, is very not clearly defined either legally or theoretically. So the, however, the, it has been generally understood that the issue be defined very broadly, uh, uh, and according to many other uh, court judgment or textbooks, CEOs are defined as those who refuse to bear arms out of their deepest hearts. Uh, based on the right uh, to freedom or, and thought or conscience or religion or belief is pretty hard to define. Yeah, I mean, I've got to say, it's jarring to me in the 21st century that young men or women in, in any country, I mean, it's men who are particularly affected here, clearly, uh, may be forced into doing anything they don't want to do, apart from... Uh, perhaps education, you know, that's obviously one area that uh, we, we look at very closely in terms of children playing truant. But, but the idea of, uh, of basically an adult, you know, after school age being forced to serve in the military, to, to those who come from countries where this is not the norm, does it not seem very strange to you? You can text us, powder sharp 1013 for 51 per message. Also, what do you think of this idea of you know, there being a legitimate military service and, and not necessarily having a problem with that, but uh, at the same time saying it's okay to do something else for religious reasons. You can also tweet us at EFM this morning. Um, let me ask you as well, uh, Mr. O, okay. about this latest ruling uh, and the judgment that said everything so far, all the rulings up until now, had just been compromises. What exactly does that mean? Uh, the... Uh, many uh, majority of judges who even uh, the deny the, the right of conscious objectors, I will, it's much easier to call them I mean, con CEOs I mean, rather than conscious objectors. The most judges who deny the right of CEOs, they have some compassion for the conscious, conscious objectors. So the, even though they 
sentence them uh, 18 months of imprisonment, but they do not uh, order them, uh, you know, incarcerated, incarcerated immediately after uh, their sentencing. And so the even they try to sentence the conscience objectors the minimum, uh, you know, imprisonment period, the 18, 18 months, so that they would not be redrafted after the after their sentencing. So the even the uh, appeal court judge uh, himself uh, cleared that in his ruling that the Korean judges have compromised, to, even though they punish. Uh, conscious objectors, but they had p- compassion for the conscious objectors. Mm. Got a message here on Kakao Talk uh, suggesting that adopting alternative service would be the most logical solution, uh, making it, for example, longer than two years. So seeing a, a more challenging form of service that um, would be more logical than, than spending that time in jail, for example. Um, and we welcome further... T- uh, thoughts on Kakao Talk, by the way, if anyone wants to search us there, TBS EFM via Plus Friend. But Mr. Oh, wh- where do you think public opinion lies on this? I speak to a lot of men who are in favour of military service. Most of them have already done their military service. Uh, and I, I don't actually hear the opinion of women as often on this issue as perhaps I'd like. It seems like often they're, they're considered not part of the debate. W- what is your sense of public opinion here? Uh, I think, you know, the, we had to understand the uh, dire situation of conscious objectors because people, un- until they are fully understand the true uh, you know, situation, the conscious objectors have been situated in, they couldn't understand why they really wanted to uh, have uh, alternative, service, alternative service because no matter how harshly the Korean government uh, ha- have punished the conscious objectors, even criminally, the, their, uh, they, they could not serve uh, for their country uh, based on their uh, conscience or their religion. So the, the number is not so, not so small. They annually more than 600 conscious objectors have been criminally punished and subsequently incarcerated for 18 months. It's even granting the 600 conscious objectors per year uh, does not uh, become a threat to the national security because there are already more than 83,000, you know, people who serve uh, for the country in an alternative alternative way. Yeah, That's I mean, why, clearly, yeah. clearly there are many who, who feel that number can't be high enough, who suggest that uh, the law should be maintained the conscription law in this country, as it is, considering this very uh, unique situation with North Korea, this, yeah, this yeah, security. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the conscious objects, they, they had to, they, they are really, uh, they are keenly aware that the national security is the most supreme, supreme, you know, cause we had to, uh, we had to uphold. But the problem is not to, uh, not, they do not just, you know, avoid the drafting or they, they do not want to avoid serving for their homeland. They just want to be given the equal opportunity uh, to serve their country in different way. Okay. So not, not to, not to, uh, you know, 
become a to cause any threat to the national security, but to be given same, I mean, equal opportunity to serve for the, their home, home, homeland. That, that's what they really wanted to achieve for. And coming back to the message we had before, Ms. Dao, um, and it's a question that I'm sure many of us would be asking if, if we got on board with this idea of an alternative military service. What would be an acceptable form? Okay. Taiwan is an uh, excellent example of the, how the alternative system uh, might work. The for for Taiwanese, you know, conscious objectors, the government just pro- provided them with a special, you know, alternative service service uh, system such as uh, the diff- quite difficult task like caring for the paralyzed elderly people. Okay, so the the ones who ran away from the this kind of alternative service program, even though they pro- proclaimed they are conscious objectors because it was so difficult. They would be criminally prosecuted and had to serve normal military service again. Mm. So eventually, the public acknowledged the difficulty of the alternate service program. So the people finally understand the alternate service uh, is not so easy. So they they find fi- they finally understand that the conscious objects should be should be given the alternate service services program. Okay. Well, Mr. Oh, we're out of time, but thank you very much for sharing your suggestion there and your overview based on your insight and work in human rights law. It's good to have you on the line. Okay, thank you for uh, uh, having me. Lawyer Oje Chang there. And uh, we've got a message here on Kakao from Tessa asking what about the stigma of not going to mainstream military service? Yeah, that's a very good point as well. And, I mean, this is where my own thoughts come in, questioning the mandatory nature of military service, to be perfectly honest, because... Let's face it, you look at the security situation here in the Korean Peninsula, and I would use that as an argument against mainstream military service because we are never going to see a conflict like we saw between 1950 and 53 with the kinds of destructive weapons that are available today. We'll continue this morning in just a few moments.